Hey guys, welcome to a very special episode of Thor. This one's really, really, really cool because we're gonna be talking about Mortal Kombat, the entire franchise, before leading up to the new games and the new film debut. So the new trailer has dropped for the new movie, so we'll be talking about that on the next pod. But in this one, we're gonna be going over the franchise. So this is a very special episode called Flawless Victory, Our History with Mortal Kombat. Stay tuned for another great episode of Thor. Alright guys, so this is Flawless Victory. So this is a special, so we thought we'd do something a bit different. Um, what we're going to be doing in this episode is going to be talking in detail about Mortal Kombat and how it's basically touched us, um, how we've been fans of this fighting genre for a while. So this was created by Ed Boon and John Tobias. First game came out in 92 and my god, when this movie, um, not this movie, sorry, when this game came out, um, it blew us away because it, the graphics were amazing, the speed was great. We actually played it sort of backwards so what happened was is because we're a little bit younger um when the game came out um we didn't actually go to the arcades to actually play it we already had like a sega genesis mates had the nintendo version so it had already been ported to the home consoles so i didn't get to actually experience the arcade version of it until i went like i think it was at hamley's or you know like some kind of arcade where i actually got to play the harder more r-rated version of the game um i have to say that i really love the genesis port um i'm joined by z so z just jump in you know like say hi to everyone and let's talk about our experiences with the genesis port of it because you know like we were a big sega genesis uh players and stuff and uh we'll talk more about how mortal kombat evolved from um you know what it was originally intended to be before becoming what it is today yeah so hey guys welcome to this lovely episode of house of rep and it's a very special one as ray mentioned and we're going to talk about the awesome fighting game franchise that we all know and love and it's mortal kombat mm. so yeah the original um game was set up to be a van damme game and this yeah. is what I remember. So originally the guys were working to, to make it a, a Van Damme game. Kind of like uh, a Bloodsport. Yeah, it was game. supposed to be kind of like probably a tie into Bloodsport, which is why Johnny Cage has a look that very much looks like Van Damme, you know, because originally his name was like Michael Grimm or something when they decided that they weren't going to actually make it a Van Damme tie-in. Yeah. So, you know, like like taking inspiration from things like Iron Fist, you know, Big Trouble in Little China and things like that. That's another they looked awesome like they were, film. yeah, they were like huge influences for this, for this franchise. Also, I would guess Bruce Lee movies would be a big kind of influence too with yeah, the way the Shaolin awesome. monks and the, you know, like ninjas and, you know, those old kind of classic kind of movies you know which is why you've got like you know the yellow looking ninjas with scorpion the blue dudes you know so the franchise itself is is really 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 wicked because it was very pioneering using that kind of chroma key digitization effect to bring the fighters into the game so you had all the actors you know um doing the roles and then you were turning them into kind of pixelated video Graphics. uh graphic kind of characters and yeah. then they started that kind of um, that was a very old, old technique wasn't it yeah it and like it still raster, looks really cool what they call it is like a rasterization of like um physical assets so they would film 
uh, actors or martial artists on a green screen or a blue screen in a studio and then they would digitize their actions and then mm. put them into the into the uh, computer game into the computer back in the day this is 90s technology so it's a very slow process it's not like <laughs> your blenders and your after effects today where you can just bish bash and quickly quickly <laughs> chroma key someone into yeah. uh, into a background because the modern games are like um the modern games are kind of like set in um an unreal engine aren't they yes they use some kind of variation of unreal but i remember like the piscina brothers you know like um they like Carlos that Carla and dan like they're the guys who originally are like raiden and johnny cage yeah and um you know like they digitized the dudes they they did all this stuff i have to say that i when i first saw the probe one you know, like the pro port of mm. Mortal Kombat. Mm. I was just blown away. I thought this game was fast. Was awesome. I thought it was like amazing. I loved being Sub-Zero. I always am a huge fan of of Sub-Zero. Like a lot of people love Scorpion. I think Scorpion gets a lot of props. But Sub-Zero has always been like one of my favorite characters. But my most favorite character is Raiden. You know, I like Liu. I like, um, you know, the Shaolin monks and stuff. But... But Raiden is my G, you know, like, uh, and he really, really, really stepped up in the later games. Yeah. Um, also, you know, what was really interesting is, is that the gen the probe version, the probe port on the Genesis was a lot darker. So it had blood. Mm. Um, it had the fatalities, you know, yeah. it wasn't it wasn't cut down like the midway SNES port version. on the SNES. Like the SNES one, you know, isn't as, as good or as fast. Like the Genesis is a very close um, you know, like uh, sort of like a port of the arcade. It won't compare to the arcade speed. If you've yeah, ever, if you've ever played amazing. the arcade via like you know, like an, an emulator like Mame, or you've actually played it on an on a proper arcade system, it's really, really, really fast and smooth with great video effects, and yeah. you know, it it just is really, really, really fluid. Like you know, if you're going to use your inputs, and you know, it, it I has. Think, the I think speed that was a want. good testament to the developers at yeah. that time and how good they made a game for arcade cabinet because like arcade cabinets back in the day during the 90s were big business for yeah. uh, american culture and japanese culture yeah and there used to be tons and tons you probably don't see that nowadays which is a real shame but there were tons and tons of lovely arcade cabinets of mortal kombat artwork and the art is amazing the the arcade, you can see the classic arcade sticks and yeah. they had the lovely coloring and uh, graphics on the side of like Raiden doing his lightning or Kano. And this is and all stuff. thanks to like Tobias's genius, you yeah. know. And I've always I've always seen Tobias as like a really great creative force behind like his team up with Ed Boon, like um, uh, um, you know, like JT's done a lot. Like he did a lot of the graphic work, you know, and the original designs for the characters. So everything that we see today is like a testament to his great art direction and thoughts on characters, like. Goro, Shang Tsung, you know, like their evolutions to what they are. But yeah. then when you actually look at the arcade machines, the art, you know, like the actual dragon logo, mm. the dragon logo and the branding is so iconic, iconic. now yeah. that it stood the test of time. I and mean, we've had 11 games of this franchise, you know, yeah. and, you know, I, I don't know if you exclude all the ports, but like, you know, main games and like spin-offs, it just... It's just really wicked. And, and, and don't get me wrong, even, you know, the probe version is especially... 
um, I'm fond of because I love the 16-bit soundtrack where they adapted yeah. the soundtrack. Because, like, you don't hear the soundtrack much, but that original intro soundtrack always pumps me up when I when I go back into my retro vault yeah. and want to play want to play it on the Mega Drive, you know, because I because it's just so fun. It's just an amazing yeah. game. I definitely want to really give like a shout out to uh, Dan Forden, who is the uh, sound programmer and the composer on Mortal Kombat 1. And he did an excellent job when when they ported the gen, particularly the Genesis version. Mm. The Genesis version of Mortal Kombat 1 is so good because of the music, because it really gets you into the the mood of the culture of the game and its impact um you kind of feel the story you kind of want to you know see what is this mystical element to this game when we were young me and ray we were stunned by like the story the visuals who's shang sung who's goro who's this forearm mm-hmm. dude mm-hmm. who are all these fighters these ninja fighters we weren't known to like ninja subcultures at that time mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. for us to kind of impact us as young young uh, kids it was like really cool mm-hmm. and obviously you know people whinge and complain about the gore back in the day about oh this game is too violent or mm-hmm. it's too bloody mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. but they were all very pedantic kind of like politicians who created controversy for this game. Now, this game had been It made. actually created the rating system for games. Yes, it did. Yeah, if I remember the correctly. ES- ESRB rating system yeah. was made because of Mortal Kombat. Yeah, which hasn't really mattered to us. You know, we <laughs> yeah. used to play all kinds of shit. But like, basically, the thing is, it's about your mentality and how you see the game, how mature you are. Yeah. We used to play it and not really see it as, um, you know, like, as as dark or as worrisome as people thought it was it didn't give us like nightmares or yeah. anything like that um it, it we in fact it was just yeah. the, it was the opposite you know like um <laughs> anyway like what i was saying is is that it it never had um it never really had that feel to me it just felt like a wicked kung fu game yeah and the so advertising the, campaigns so the we gotta talk about that game. yeah absolutely yeah the marketing for this game was priceless um, what they had done in the um, American release of Mortal Kombat is shoot this commercial. Um, it's an I infamous it commercial. Was, it's in Times Square, isn't it, yeah, or someplace? It's like it's in New York, New York downtown, they've, right? They've organized a bunch of kids. And Fans of the game, right? That's where that iconic Mortal Kombat shout comes from the film, the 1995 mm. film, mm. and the advert. As they got a guy to just shout Mortal Kombat. And he does it insane, doesn't <laughs> in he, man? And it just echoes through the entire empty street on um, in, in New York or wherever, wherever the ad was shot. We're not quite sure. Yeah. Um, but that advert is so iconic with Mortal Kombat. And I think it's become kind of synonym, uh, synonymous with uh, the Mortal Kombat franchise. It's like whenever you see an advert... You hear that Mortal Kombat cry. You hear cry. that kind of cry. Yeah, and, you'll and it was ported to almost everything: Game and, Gear, yeah, SNES, Master System. Had. Had like I've Gear. played, I've played all the different kind of versions via emulation, and I still have to say, hats down, if you want something as close to the arcade, it's the Genesis port. Yeah, nothing, nothing beats the Genesis port. The Genesis port has the same kind of speed. It doesn't have the kind of like uh, clipped uh, kind of like you know. Um, blockiness you know like the snes version has snes version is missing some of the violence yeah the color palette's better the only thing that's a little bit different though is that you know you have um postures 
Scorpion's fight pose yeah. is exactly the same as Sub Zero. So instead of yeah. having the the palm based kind of uh, fight stance, uh, you have um, you have the other one where their ba- the hands are back arched, you know, backwards and stuff. So yeah, just um, those are the kind of like changes we noticed on it. And you can see differences in their fighting stances and differences mm. in the way they move when you mm. when you compare them. Um, I, I, in I've terms just... of speed, it was they were pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're really good, man. Frame like, rates yeah, and stuff. It's a fast game. Like it's still really fast retro. You know, if you're new to it, you can you you'll you'll see there's a there's a slight kind of like kind of downgrade I downgrade in there in the in the mesh. So. You know, like, background work is less detailed, you know, the way that the fighters move, the way, you know, the way oh, they're kind of been shaded. Oh, what about those kind of, like, cat guards? They disappear. Yeah, they're missing. So you don't see the if cat guards. If you look guards. really carefully in the stage of, yeah. like, Shang Tsung, you'll see that those kind of cat guards are missing. There's details missing that you yeah. don't notice until you use the arcade version. Yeah. Like, textures and, like, and tones. The, the Fall of Champions better. and stuff. Everything looks better. The bridge, everything, pit looks better, you know, like, the pit is I have to say that the soundtrack just <clears throat> always is just, like, seared in my mind, like, I will always remember each stage, you know, like, especially on the Genesis version, like, you know, I still fondly listen to it to this day, you know, like, just, you know, off, you know, off the, um, you know, like, just when I feel like just off the fly, I just like to, like, listen to the soundtrack, yeah. man, it's just so wicked, you but know. But definitely the best thing is Toasty! Yeah, Toasty <laughs> is fun, that little in-joke. Um, you know, also, you know, just, it's fun. Like, most of the characters are really wicked. Like, everyone from, like, Sonya Blade to, like, you know, um, uh, just the flow of the game is really wicked. I mean, even Reptile and stuff are, like, guest characters in the first one. They're kind of, like, secret characters. Because if you do fight Reptile secretly down in the pit, you can fight him. He's got the moveset of Scorpion, because he's just, like, yeah. a palette swap of Scorpion. Um, it's not until later games where he evolves into his own character. So that's I, th- right. I think he appears in Mortal Kombat 2. Like, that's his first kind of canon appearance. But yeah, it's just so cool. Like, I just really love this game. And, you know, uh, I've never really let the controversy really affect it. You know, it never really was a big deal for me. I just, you know, we played it, we enjoyed it. And it was one of the staple games of um, of our childhood, you know, like um, if you would if you were to rate it, let's give it some shields, yeah. Yeah. Original retro Mortal Kombat, the first one, yeah. Um, like forget about all the ports. We're just talking about the main game, yeah. Yeah. How many shields would you give it, bro? I would give it definitely a four shields for its time. Yeah. Because it was so iconic. Yeah. It was so revolutionary from a fighting game point of view. Mm. Because the only other game we had was really like Street Fighter. Which is still an iconic which is legend. Still a great game. But it just lacks the But it, it was more cartoony looking Yeah, to... It just felt different Mortal Kombat. Yeah. You know? Uh Mortal Kombat had that slightly realistic edge to it, so you felt like you were doing damage mm. on the screen mm. when you were playing the game. Yeah. Plus the ninjas are cool, Raiden's yeah. cool, so Liu Kang's wicked, Absolutely. you know. Absolutely. So there's some cool bits, you know. And we were playing these games on CRTs. Yeah. So they looked horrible <laughs> like yeah. back in the day. They just didn't have the kind of resolution they have now. Oh, yeah. You know, so we're enjoying it in like, you know, the best way it can look even though it's retro. I would still say that if you want to get into retro and you want to play something that like is a staple of the of, the, of that kind of retro scene that you have to play more combat. You know, if you're like some of our younger listeners and you like... Um, 
you know want to try out something that's like really hectic definitely play the original Mortal Kombat like it's just so wicked and uh, yeah I would give it I would give it four as well I would uh, I would give it more but you know it, it's obviously a retro retro game it's like it's really high up there it really gets a, a great score okay yeah so um, yeah I also like the stylization of the font you know like it's Mortal Kombat with a K yeah that's purposefully done because it's not Mortal Kombat with the correct spelling that's it's a, right it's a sort of like a stylized spelling that's so right. so they've incorrectly called it combat you know and um, yeah he knew that this would spawn a massive franchise with the lore and backstory are properly explored it had that great Paul Anderson film it had that not so great you know um, Leonetti film Annihilation which we'll talk about <laughs> um, further down you know this in this special but basically um, wow I just what can I say uh, more about this game other than like hats off to Ed Boon and John Tobias I hope to meet them one day you know they're like really 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 great legends great video game developers like Ed's been doing great stuff with the new franchise you know keeping the torch going John ended up kind of stepping away from it he wanted to like you know just um, you know like move on from it or kind of like you know take a break from the franchise so you know we hope to see him return one day or just move on because he did do Tao Feng which was like this wicked game very underrated game on the Xbox it was this um, sort of fighting game that he created. So it was like Enter the Lotus Fist or something. It was very... Um, I, would, I wouldn't I would say Mortal Kombat-esque. But one of the things about Tao Feng was is that it was um, really, really, really cool with the damage. Yeah. So like the fighters would get damaged. The scenery would get destroyed and stuff. So it was one of those pioneering games on the Xbox that had that and it's very underrated it was also, a really decent like, game the first mortal kombat had that funny spelling for raiden didn't it yeah on some it territories says, uh, he's like, raiden with a y and sometimes he's r-a-y uh, r-a-i sorry so i prefer raiden with the r-a-i uh, spelling not the y spelling so i think that's just a localizational kind of issue you know so yeah, yeah it's like um it's just cool you know it's just really great like, uh, let's move on to 2 now. Okay. Yeah, let's go to Mortal Kombat 2. So Mortal Kombat 2, right, really amped it up. It kind of took what was working with the first game and sort of enhanced it. And I remember, like, the trade publications, you know, like um, Game, Game Master... Um, I forgot what the name of the publications were. There was like CVG. We used to read, you know, computer video games. The there was um, there was a Games Master magazine, which was like a spin-off of the show. So basically, Games Master magazine did a, a full spread on it, and that was the first time I saw the What's updated that other ninja design. Edge, Edge magazine. Edge Edge has been around for a while, but I didn't get into Edge until like later on generation. Yeah. So I wasn't there with when Edge's founding. You know, I'm not sure how far back Edge were making publications about games, but. Um, from what I remember, my main source of kind of information was um, Games Master Magazine and CVG. You know, like back in the day when this is like, you know, pre-internet, kind of like this is where you would get your information. So they would do these really wicked special spreads on it. You know, like where they would talk to the developers, talk about the evolution of the game. And what they did is they improved the kind of ninja sock outfits that the guys had. You know, like Johnny Cage, everyone had new outfits. Mortal you know, they Kombat had new palettes. Just started off with that wicked intro for like the, the lightning, and they had changed the 
dragon so the dragon became like black and mm. really dark so they changed the slight yeah. mood of the they had game. also launched the comic tie-in they had another wicked um ad which looks almost better than every any movie ever made. Oh yeah. If you watch it on about? YouTube, there's an ad for the game. It's called the Mortal Kombat 2 commercial. It has Shao Kahn walking through a forest. Okay. It has um, someone doing a kick, you know, through these bamboo trees. Right. It has Scorpion Sub Zero has Baraka in it. You oh, know, like wow. a guy wearing Baraka. Cool. And it really was a really sick thing. I think at the end, Shao Kahn says Mortal Kombat using that guy's voice. But I highly recommend you guys check out that trailer because that is almost better than any more common movie that's ever come out yeah. and it's just a commercial that's it's like sick. the closest thing to like having the real you know like the characters from the game come to life and that's that that was like really amazing ads back then so the second game uh introduced uh, a new villain and this was the initial introduction of shao khan the outworld emperor so when mm. you start booting the game it carries on from the first game story. So whoever you play as in the first game of Mortal Kombat, whether it be Liu Kang or mm. Sonya... Liu still mechanically won the tournament. Yeah, mechanically Liu yeah. Kang wins the tournament. So he beats Shang Tsung. And you see that in the second game as mm. the intro of the second game. And mm. then you see Shang Tsung talking to someone, but we can't see who it is. And then it gets revealed that it's Shao Kahn. Now, mm. this was our first introduction to Shao Kahn. And we were like, who is this guy? Man, this Who's guy looks you? mad, man. He, he looks sick. I'll be honest, armor. man. He used to make me feel a bit kind of on edge. I yeah. was a bit kind of scared of Shao Kahn. Yeah. Now, I'd, pro I'd probably take Shao Kahn in a fight. I'd love <laughs> to fight him. But, you know, when I was a kid, I was a bit afraid of him. Yeah, like, yeah, he looked yeah, kind of he's like... intimidating. Yeah, yeah, and he was quite... He was really hard to beat. Like, he was a very gamey character. Like, Ed Boon, just Tobias, they made the yeah. game. <laughs> like, so... Um, so jammy. Uh, so jammy, man. Like, you know, you even bash arcade sticks and controllers trying to beat this dude, man. Absolutely. I tell you, he was... He, he was, was tough. And he's hard in Mortal Kombat 9, too. Yes. He's really jammy. You have to be very, very, very kind of um you slick suck. with your yeah slick with your kind of like blocking and uh guarding and you have to give him little tap hits that's you know it, like you, you gotta wear him down you know you gotta and again there was it, it had the same process didn't it, it had the arcade release in 1993 mm. and then it had the ported versions yeah to the Sega but again Genesis the same the thing SNES. happened again to us we played the genesis port we just rented it you yeah. know back in the day when 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 before blockbuster was around there were a few different kinds of video um the video shops or video rental shops right and um oh shit i just remember we had a handheld of it yeah. like one of those little ones that we bought from toys r us yeah, now that that one was one of those out. little tiger kind of like little sprite things it, it was it wasn't even problem or combat yeah. but i remember playing that because we had outrun as well yeah, like you right. know that that was just like LCD yeah movie. that was that was funny man that i remember that like it was yesterday and we had the sticker set from bandai yes then that was to that was basically when Mortal Kombat 2 came out. We bought the tie-in merchandise, so That's we saw right. that in the shop, and we collected the stickers. Unfortunately, we never completed the set, which is still something that you know I wish yeah. I could have <laughs> could have completed because we had like half pictures, and the art was amazing, you know. So the art that they had with the um, you know the artists that they got to do it, man, that was amazing. Couple of new fighters were introduced in Mortal Kombat 2, yeah, which are now so who, who testament characters. You had the reincarnated Kung Lao, which a lot of people don't realize. You know that he's actually the descendant. reincarnation. He's a direct descendant of the original Kung Lao. But what they never talk about is the lineage of the parents. So you never see like who Kung Lao's parents were, 
who's Kung Lao's, um, you know, like ancestor, the great Kung Lao, like just to differentiate the two, the original Kung Lao who defeated Shang Tsung was the great Kung Lao. But something happened to him and then he lost the second tournament to Goro, which still doesn't make much sense to me. Um, I actually devised a new show that I want to pitch to WB called Adenia, which is basically about a young Goro. And he's sort of like an anti-hero, so you get to see a younger, more chiseled Goro, probably played by like Jason Momoa or something. And basically, it's about the first tournaments, right, um, that happened on Adenia and how Adenia lost and got absorbed by um, Outworld. And cool. I think that that's really, really, really exciting. That's a really fertile prequel kind of trilogy area to kind of sit in and it's kind of like conquest you know like if you looked at conquest back in the day it was another show that was launched it's one of me and z's kind of favorite um shows like back in the day it had like michael bainhart it had like christana loken when the, she was um you know like first starting out and it had richard meek in it um sorry jeffrey meek i was calling richard meek jeff meek was in it and he came from um uh this wicked show i used to watch called raven raven that what show was really show. wicked that was a badass honolulu kind of hawaii detective show man in it. yeah that say. show that show was sick man you know like uh like it was brief but it was a badass show. And to see Jeff Meek as Shao Kahn and Raiden in that show was so wicked. Good. That show was so cool. Even um, though people beret, I still think it was kind of... It good. had wicked fighting in it, but obviously the effects could be better. Yeah, the effects were definitely budget. Yeah. I mean, it had J.J. Perry and a couple of other people returning yeah, from like the original. Yeah, J.J. Great stuntman, great martial arts. Yeah. So that was sick. Anyway, moving back to Mortal Kombat 2, you had Noob Cyborg. You had, uh, who are all kind of glitchy characters that they brought Wasn't in. Wasn't a noob cyber a secret? Character? Yeah, he was like a, kind of like a secret character. You had, Baraka, um, yeah, Baraka was a new guy. Melina, Jax. Katana, uh, Jax. Jax was new. Jax had, Jax had his human arms in that. So when the game started, he had his human arms. He he hadn't had lost was his it, arms was it, yet. Was it, was it in the second one that Sonya and Kano won in the game? No, Sonya and Kano are not in the game because they've been captured, which is right. why Jax has come. He's come to get her, so they're in the background, you know, of the Shao Kahn's kind of battle arena yeah. kind of thing. You get to see the arena a lot better in Mortal Kombat 9, the Colosseum and that kind of gladiatorial thing, you know, because it moves away from Shang Tsung's Island and the actual tournament is in Outworld. Yeah. But because of the sprite graphics and stuff, when we were younger, we didn't really clock that, you know, we didn't really clock the backstory so much, you know, we just thought, oh, Outworld must be like in the corner of Earth somewhere. Yeah. We didn't realize that it was another realm, like a different dimension. That's right. You know, like we never got into all this until the movie came out and the movie kind of like sort of came out. If I remember correctly, the movie came out in between two and three, right? No, it came out around the more closer to three. More Closer to three? Yeah. Closer okay, to great. Three. Because that's the bit the that I forget. Of development. Right. Okay. So two, let's, let's go into two. Two, two. is faster. Two is so much faster, so two is yeah. faster, it's bloodier. Um, the sprites look better. So the sock kits are gone. Yeah, the guys have the more was, armored that look. That was the first game that introduced the acid pit stage. Yeah. So it has the acid bath pit instead of having the normal pit. Yeah. Um, what other stages are really good in that? I can't remember. That the one with the flying monks. Oh, that that's one. wicked. That that, that, that wicked, fly the flying, flying monk stage. Monk that stage. kind of outworld stage with Ermax like wizard dudes. Yeah. You know, like the the the, the I don't Shining know. They're like the dark dark priest or some shit that's right it? that's right yeah yeah i mean it's really cool man uh you know lou won the tournament again in that one okay so you know like um they all fought again so the you know the warriors of light 
uh, teamed up with Raiden and they said, look, we're going to take it to Shao Kahn's place. And they whooped Shao Kahn, you know, like, and handed out world. I think Shang Tsung becomes younger, so they have a different palette for him. You know, like, because he got rejuvenated, you know, the Emperor gave him yeah, another chance. Yeah, that, that's what was really funny is, like, we were kind of, like, a bit confused as to what happened to Shang Tsung mm. uh, when we first played the game because he, he looked like a different guy because he was, like, uh, obviously African-looking now and he had this kind of, like, black and yellow kind of, like, outfit. African-looking? Who's African-looking? Shang Tsung, isn't it? What do you mean African-looking? Like, he looks darker. No, 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 he doesn't look African. He's like Chinese. Is it? Yeah, yeah, he's not African. Well, his palette yeah. doesn't look like that. <laughs> Maybe it's just the TV. What <laughs> you watch, it's a joker. Yeah, he, because he has, his, he has the white eyes. He has, that, fu- he has, he that... has that more Fu Manchu look. I guess, yeah. Because don't you remember we had the comic as well? We used to read that kind of Malibu. I think it was Malibu or Midway or had their own comic no, line. Well, That's the one so, where Luke gets stabbed by Kano in the it, back and rains in it. He looked more African to me. I didn't notice that, to be honest. Okay. I, didn't, I didn't see that at all. Okay. So it's like, I mean, a Black Shang song would be cool. Yeah. You know, it'd be different. But, you know, I remember them doing that kind of traditional kind of Fu Manchu, China, China man kind of look with him, China, evil China man. That's right, yeah. Kind of a style. Uh, yeah, so... Um, or just an alternate version of Yeah, like he that. just he just looked like kind of like... Because a, he was an old git in the, in the first game. Yeah, yeah like, like a, a really like old, old man. Like a floating old... Like a floating 100-year-old <laughs> man with a fucking skirt. Yeah. That's what he was. <laughs> so he was funny. And he was also spammy too, man. Yeah. I tell you, the Mortal Kombat bosses are spammy. They're very spammy, especially Goro. Kataro is the second so villain. Who, who, who were the steps when we used to go up the ladder? If I remember correctly, you had like um, the main fighters you'd go through. Then you'd have two, you always have two endurances. Yeah, two, so you have to two fight two endurances. Fight. Then you got to fight Kintaro. So Kintaro replaces Goro. So but they never was, really explained much about, about Kintaro. Kintaro. He had fire, like a fire breath instead of a fireball. Um, he was spammy as shit. I remember. I never. I, I always had trouble beating him. Okay. You know, like, um, but, you know, over the years, I've gotten better at defeating him. Most of the time, I'm just like Kung Lao, and I do a lot of kind of teleportation and sidekicks to get him from behind and stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, Lou's got the speed. Um, uh, you know, a lot of the people have, have the kind of speed, like, like Sub-Zero, again, is an OG in this. I, I will always love Sub-Zero. You know, like, Scorpion's wicked. Oh, what was different about Sub-Zero this time? Oh, he had the puddle. Yeah, he had the puddle. He had, he had, the, he had the puddle um, thing. So he doesn't have the ice clone. But if I remember correctly, in 2, he has the puddle where he kind of makes people buckle. Plus, you have Reptile. So, Reptile actually has his so own palette. Three ninjas. Yeah, so if you did, like, forward, forward attack, you would fire the Acid Burst. So, that was quite a spammy move. A yeah. lot of our friends would just use the Acid yeah. Burst because they, could, they <laughs> couldn't it. figure the moves out. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, stop spinning, master. Yeah. And learning the fatalities was hard, man. But I'll always remember the back down forward um, fatality for Zero. Yeah, all man. those combos yeah. are classic. A, yeah. B, B, C or something, something, something. Yeah. I mean, we don't because touch it. We don't touch on the fatalities too much, but the classic head rip, that's like still my favorite from the first game. I mean, think of, if, you, if you think about it, we're kind of, we were playing with those kind of controllers that only had like three to four buttons yeah the probe the probe version the genesis version um you know only had we only had the three button controller uh, genesis controller um we had the mega drive so basically that we we had the white version not the red american version which i kind of like i like the one with the red kind of like the 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 generation one genesis the american variant i really like that and i would probably collect that that one um r1 is still the classic i love r1 you know like our classic mega drive with the white 
um, you know, symbol and the the volume rocker for the headphones, yeah. man. Oh man, that just what brings back so many great memories, man, of playing uh, playing on that controller. I, I always I always thought that from a controller design, the boomerang arching of the Genesis controller felt good in the hand, but the L and R and button layout of the Super Nintendo was better. If you kind of get also like Mortal Kombat Two was the first game to kind of start getting ported to the next gen yeah at that time yeah. so early playstation early saturn mm. uh you know 32x there was a version on the 32x mm. uh yeah so it's like really interesting that midway developed so much so many versions of the game mm. it got poured to pretty much everything exactly sega cd um there was a th- the, you know the 32x version i've got to pour that that plays a little bit slower than the arcade it's not bad and and this um, is this is where like johnny and Liu kang have that slightly more modernized look I yeah call it. johnny's got his kind of like what i call his kind of fighting pants yeah you like know that blue, signature blue, blue and black red if you do the palette swap yeah. if you do the doppelganger like kind of uh fight um kano's got an updated look which yeah, i yeah, like yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. kano look i like i don't yeah. really like his white nappy kind of like you know he just got out of bed pajama look you know the first game i like kano's second look you know with his bald head and the you know like the more no that's uh, that's chrome die are you sure yeah he's not oh two. sorry my bad because he's captured in two yeah yeah, yeah. i meant to say I like his look in three. Yeah. Like Kano's look in three. Yeah, yeah. But like basically, <laughs> I mixed it up. But that can happen. But yeah, yeah. But you know, there's a lot of um, everyone just looks better in two. You know, yeah. the ninjas look better. Two, two had an overall. Even their character it, it, it pictures look really better. Got really positive reviews. Number two. Yeah. It was what game it of the year. One of those things. Everything, the graphics, the speed, the gameplay, mm. the story. It mm. kind of developed the story into a larger world. Expanded it. Yeah. It? Expanded because it. Yeah. The thing is, the revenue and the sales. It was huge for Midway. It put Midway on the map. You know this game. So basically, Midway had a lot more. Um, money a lot more capital to invest in and oh we have to talk about the toasty fatality man yeah you know that's still that's still such a freaking like jammy fatality to do man holding block down and then pressing up and stuff you know down you know like it's even hard in more combat 9 sometimes i can't always get a a 99 percent success rate with that was also uh i think iconic about more combat over games like street fighter Mm. and uh, other fighting games like King of Fighters at the time, mm. and you know, classic 2D retro fighting games, mm. is that Mortal Kombat embraced the idea of fatalities. Now, we never knew what what are these fatalities mm. and stuff, but when you started doing them on the controller, we were like, oh, holy crap! Because it's like amazing. the way that Capcom kind of counteracted that was to add a super art, you know, like to add like the finisher where you do the super Hadouken or you know the super hurricane kick you know they started doing that stuff in yeah. their marvel versus capcom franchise and street fire 3 they were a bit late line. to that but yeah. you know there's a little bit of a extra you know like a, a extra kind of sweetness to your victory and yeah. that's that's really what jd uh, jt and uh, ed boom were thinking about when they were uh, making more combat they were like how can we like when i defeat my mate i want to kind of you know one up them and say look i got you 
I even killed your guy. <laughs> yeah. You know, you get what I mean? And that's what it was about. It was about kind of like bragging rights. Like you would just stand out pumping these quarters and defeating all the people who would come in it, you know? And then you'd be like a champion and stuff, man. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I, I also like uh, the, the kind of music was really good in the game mm. and the design was really nice. Um, yeah, it was really cool. The fatalities definitely play a nice element to it. Mm. Um, everybody, everybody was on 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 about uh, like you know the different kind of uh, you know the characters, the, just the roughness of the game. Man. So so this this was the first game that introduced the Jade, Noob, and Smoke, right? Mm. So so this is the first game that introduced. Aren't they? Aren't, isn't smoke some awesome smoke characters. and Jade like secret characters? Yeah, they're so not playable until like different like, ports, right? Reptile was the secret character in the mm. first game. Noob, who's a complete like dark palette swap of Scorpion and Sub Zero. Yeah, but is was... he Sub Zero or is he Scorpion's palette? I can't remember. I can't. I think he's Sub Zero's palette mm. in the, in the game because because Raiden's got his right spelling. So Raiden's player boy, he's really good. He's got his blue outfit. Yeah. But I still, I still don't like his Mark One outfits. You know the retro outfits he has. Yeah. I like his later outfits, Modern, more Combat Nine and onwards. Raiden. You know yeah. with his epaulets and you know his. Uh, you know it just looks better with, with his yeah. amulet and stuff. Yeah, the amulet. He just looks so much better. Uh, you know, like when they had the grill look for the ninja masks, that's a nice addition. So I like that. Um, Baraka's a funny character, man. He just looked like a freak, didn't he, with his funky teeth? Yeah. Him and Melina, you know, like uh, Jade looked cool. Reptile, Reptile's avatar, like he's what's he looking at? I've yeah. always wondered. <laughs> you know, like when they took the photo, did someone call him or something? You know, yeah. like he was posing for the phone. They're like, hey, Reptile, your pizza's ready. And he turned and he was like, yo, man, is there <laughs> pepperoni on it or something? Yeah. Kung Lao looks the meanest. You know, Kung Lao, he just looks hench. And that's really where I loved Kung Lao. Like, Kung Lao still to this day is my one of my OG characters. Like, I will not fire up a Mortal Kombat game without at least, at least trying Kung Lao out. You know, like, just Absolutely. Kung Lao merged them so to a new character. But Kung Lao, man, he's like the OG character for me. My, my top guys, yeah, are Raiden. Yeah. Sub-Zero. Yeah. Uh, I love Kung Lao, Liu Kang, Johnny Cage. I'm really wicked with Sonya, like, nowadays on the newer games. Um, she's, she's good in she's those. so wicked in the new games uh, who else man Johnny Cage is a G Scorpion Scorpion I'm, I'm really good with like I can spam the shit in, with Scorpion in like 10 10 I know every, is this, is this every combination game, is Mortal Kombat 2 the game where they introduce friendships yeah 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 so this has more stuff so it has like a modality friendships these are new these, yeah. these are the new things. So why the fatality, it also has the dragon fatality. You know, like the, the one where Lou becomes a dragon, you know? Okay. So so if I remember correctly, his fatality is not animality. They don't have animalities because that's in three. Yeah. Um, but just, you know, correct me if I'm wrong because these are the stuff I can't remember properly. But you and Cyrex and Sector are not in it yet. They no, come in three. three. Yeah, they come in three. So let's rate two. So okay, so two. two would get four from me again. Yeah, I still I think it's a it very a four, high game. Four, really yeah. wicked. Still really playable to this day. Like, amazing. So, yeah, number two is so wicked. So that's yeah. two's review. Uh, really great game. Two. When did two come out? I forgot to say. Uh, 1993. 93. Yeah. So it was only a year after. Yeah. Wow, the guys really, really worked hard to get this game out quick. 
Yeah. The publicity, the art design, again, was amazing. You know, it's one of the ones that if you're going to build a retro arcade, you're going to build your own arcade machine, you might as well slap on a nice decal or sticker set from Mortal Kombat because it will really make your machine shine You and know pop. how you were talking about the Ermac thing? I think Ermac yeah. was the palette problem in this game. Was it? Was he an error? Because yeah, he he's like error macro. He's error macro. Right? I remember so that. Mr. Macro, Mr. Ermac, we mm. see you. Mm. You know, you had a little error in the game, but yeah. you ended up finally becoming a playable character, I think, in the next game that we're going to yeah. talk about. So, Smoke, Noob, Cybot, and Jade are hidden characters. Yeah. Uh, Sonya and Kane are, only play are the only playable characters from the first Mortal Kombat who are not implemented as fighters. They're just background characters. Um, also, they had some weird kind of, like, rumours about nudalities and other <laughs> weird stuff, man. I couldn't understand that. Like, there's, like, I remember reading about that in some article that the legacy is like people had all this kind of rumored content like you know like urban legends basically about yeah. you know weird stuff and uh i don't get that you know oh i uh, remember this yeah but, classic classic games master oh you know what I, I tell you yeah thinking about that yeah i remember seeing that episode of games master which actually had like johnny the cage actors. and sonya on it so the actors who actually uh played them and then if i remember correctly dan defeats the 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 sonya blade actress and where was that and shot it was shot it, some it's lighthouse like somewhere, a really right? young Dexter Fletcher in it. Dexter Fletcher is an He's amazing so director young. now. Didn't he direct uh, Rocket Man or Queen? Yeah, he did he like did ghost directing for Rocket Man and Bohemians. Fix did ups. he? Did he actually direct Rocket Man? I'm, yes, this, yes, I'm yes. not sure because he did Bohemians uh, thing, didn't he? he like did, he did. all the yeah. shadow directing, even yeah. though it's uh, credited as a Brian Singer film. So, uh, if you like, when you look at Mortal Kombat, it got pushed so much in different media formats mm. and platforms, television animation mm. movies so this is where when did mortal kombat defenders of the realm come out was that after mortal kombat 3 because of nightwolf's introduction uh yes yeah because it's got sub-zero 2 so yes. so that would be during the height of uh the popularity of 3 which is now so we're, come on we're gonna move on to 3 now yourself for mortal kombat 3 exactly. everybody so now lou's got this hectic mullet exactly. he looks like an og Number three takes it on another level like the design of number three is epic yeah. It's so nice that game. You can run in it. it looks. And this was before we had the ultimate version. So we're going to start talking about how Mortal Kombat started to do that special thing editions where they had special editions like Street Fighter had. Yeah. So you know with Street Fighter we had Street Fighter 2 Champion Edition, then we had Street Fighter 2 Turbo, mm. and then we had Ultra Street Fighter. Mm. So with Mortal Kombat they started to implement these kind of versions. Mm, mm. So tell me, bro, what your kind of impression so was. Three, so moving on to three, if I just, you know, bash out my notes, um, Mortal Kombat 3. Made in 95. So there's a little bit of a gap, yeah. you know, where they've kind of thought, look, let us kind of reassess what we want to do. So they improve the graphical, um, you know, characters. So sprite detail is much stronger. Characters look meaner. Um, a lot of the cast have been recast because obviously Dan Pacina had a bit of a fallout with Ed Boon midway yeah. and stuff because he he posed with some other game called Blood something. I can't remember what it was called. Yeah, I'll, but there was I'll another there was another game that basically was like a Mortal Kombat kind of like ripoff, and Midway got upset with him to have to be in that. He was in that photo shoot for that, so they kind of like 
didn't have it. But then, you know, they, they introduced Sindel. Sindel was the kind of, after Shao Kahn got defeated, he resurrected Sindel, and he was able to merge Earth and, um, uh, basically, Earth and uh, Outworld together. And the merger cost a lot of souls and killed a lot of people. Stupid things that they did. They killed Johnny Cage. That's still a very kind of sore subject for me. Because even as a kid, I hated that. Well, that like, happened in the know, game. In the game, he ended up getting killed by a squad. Like a, one of those kill kill squads. Uh... And I'm like, I don't think Johnny Cage would get taken out by a kill squad. You know? <laughs> so like, this, is, this, this was the game that Montaro didn't, killed him didn't or something. have Johnny Cage in it. Yeah, but Nine retcons that because uh, Raiden kills uh, Montaro. In that that's version. Right. That's right, yeah. Yeah, so it's very strange. But there's a lot of wicked stuff in it. You've got the soul. Um, you know that weird-looking awesome, mouth dude? Awesome you know that mouth dude with the soul in it? What's that place called? The Soul Forge uh, or whatever. The Soul Pit or something? Yeah. The Soul Nada or something yeah, like it's that. It's like a place where they all go in to heal and suck souls from all the people they defeated. Yeah, but basically, blood, pit, blood Pit or something. I don't know, but that's where basically Johnny um, Jax loses his arms in the retconned, uh, rebooted uh, ver- uh, franchise, the timeline. Yeah, so this is where like stuff changes quite drastically for the Mortal Kombat franchise. First so. of all, there's a run button and there's combos. Yeah. Which are still a little bit jammy to master. You yeah. know, like, basically, you got to run and then you can do a couple of quick hits. You know? Yeah, this, yeah. this, this game kind of implemented the juggling and the combo system, mm, mm. Uh, the combo mechanics. So, mm. yeah, what was like that like, bro? It's just much faster. Like, the game basically, like, if you try to play this game on hard, and I'm talking about, like, this is spammy hard. Like, this is the hard where you pull your hair out. Basically, <laughs> like, you know, people would just start running you at you. Give you, yeah. TV. Like, people would basically hit quit you, rage. like, already about 15 times before this, you got this, your base. This was, like, your a, base. early like, days of quit raging. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. But you, there was no online element. Rage so, quitting. Yeah, so basically, it was, a, it was a tough game to play. There, there were, you know, like times where like you were with mates and then you're all happy at the start and you're like really pissed, yeah. you know, at the end of the day. So there's like a Me sour end of the day. Exactly. <laughs> so it goes from it goes from gameplay to like real war combat yeah. or some shit. But basically, um, the game the game's fun. I like I like the third game. So the who, third who, game who are really the good. new players in this game? Got Cabal. Okay. So Cabal's a wicked character. Cabal is so wicked. Yeah, I felt That's sorry for him when character. I read his storyline when I was young. I was like, oh, he's so badly like, disfigured this guy with and stuff. Funny looking face. He looks like Darth and Vader. I didn't realize that he was wearing a mask, like a yeah. breezer mask, like Darth yeah. Vader. Mm. And I was like, this guy looks weird. He's got like long hair. He's got these kind of sword hooks. Mm. And we didn't know what those sword thing hooks were at that yeah. time. And obviously, a lot of people went goo goo gaga over the the third Sonya, in it. She yeah. was like some kind of like uh, really attractive model. Yeah. Yeah, and like people yeah, were she really was a good song. Yeah, yeah like people that. really liked her. They thought she was like super hot and stuff. And she just like had a much better outfit too. Yeah, like, you yeah. Know, her they, outfit. They improved all the outfits yeah. for every character. So you had like people like uh, Cyrex and Sector who were the new robot. They were good. I like Cyber them. Ninjas, which yeah. is so awesome. I was like, who are these robot dudes, man? Sindel, got... I didn't like. Yeah. Sindel's wicked in the new games. I'm very good with her. But Sindel's original look, I just thought she was just some weird looking kind of yeah, crazy yeah, woman. Yeah, yeah. You know, like a banshee kind the of stuff. American dude, Striker. Striker was, uh, I have to be very honest with you, yeah. Striker's a proper lame character in the original implementation of Mortal Kombat. He's much better in Mortal Kombat 9. Yeah. You know, it's like police brutality, yeah. you know, coming <laughs> up. You know, like he's just, he's much better in that. And I, I feel like they really kind of improved on the characters that people didn't kind of like by kind of reinventing them, you know. The the sorest point about Ultimate Mortal Kombat 
Um, I always call it Ultimate Mortal Kombat because I just always remember it like that. But basically, but didn't um, didn't, didn't we see the game as Ultimate Mortal Kombat because we didn't really for, see for Mortal us Kombat it, 3 yeah for release. us it is Ultimate Mortal Kombat because for some reason Mortal Kombat three was kind of released in the UK territory like that. I honestly can't actually remember it just being Mortal Kombat three. Yeah, I think it was always called Ultimate Mortal Kombat three. Because, like, it already had, like, quite a large roster. Um, again, it's not a game that I played on the arcade first. I played it on the... on, on I, What was it? Like, on the Saturn? Or was it... Had we moved on to the, the PlayStation when the game came out? Like, I can't even remember. We had already moved no, away. we played it on the Mega Drive. We did play uh, yeah. the Mega Drive version Mega Drive of it? Mega Drive and SNES we played it on. Right, okay. Because, you know, it had been ported quite a bit, man. But, yeah, no, it was really good. Like, Lou, Lou looks better... Thingy looked better. It just, you know, it was good. It was a really good game. Like, uh, what can I, what, what can I say about it? You know, other than, it's faster. It has better fatalities. It has uh, animalities. You yeah. know, like other additions like that. I, I really like the animalities. Oh, that's nice. That looks really nice. Mm. So, uh, yeah, like, um, really cool stuff. Like, uh, people have tried to recreate it. You know, like there's there's a lot of fan stuff. I love where, that. I love like that. I was trying to get this uh, fan build where this guy's made like a retro version of the first game, but he's used kind of like if I remember correctly, he's used Unreal Unreal Engine to make it look like a retro. Wow, game. that's sick. So he's kind of like made the 3D maquettes, but he's given it them that retro side view. But so is it's it two, like 2D, two yeah, D. it's 2.5D, like but it's retro. But I think it got cancelled or something, or oh. he hasn't finished it. It's kind of like what happened with Goldeneye, you know, like, which yeah. is still a store subject for me. You know, like that, that game is epic and the remake works, but I can't seem to get it to run right now. So, you know, I'm missing out on that great, um, that great quality of that XBLA remake that they made. <laughs> oh, this was the first yeah. game. This was so cool. Uh, Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 had the destructible stages. Oh, yeah, because you could knock them, uppercut them into the room. You could knock them up or down or something yeah, like that. Yeah, so you get knocked into the throne room. Yeah. Like, you start off in, like, the, the, the kind of lower the, the underground. dungeon and then knock them up. Oh, that or, was so cool. You know, like, the, cool. the, the train station. Yeah. The train station stage. You could, yeah. like, bash them up onto the street. Yeah. I love that. I love that about it's, Ultimate it's, Mortal Kombat It's 3. in Mortal Kombat 3 that he actually gets his metal arms jacks as well. Yeah. But what they didn't explain is how he lost them. They've only gone back now and they've added how he actually loses his arms. Whereas he gets them lost by getting them ripped off by Ermac in the new timeline. Yeah. Um, and then in the new movie, Sub-Zero uh, freezes them off, which is which is a bit weird. Which but we'll, we'll talk, talk about, about the yeah. new movie in a bit. But basically, Jax gets rid of them in that original timeline because he wants to just make himself more deadlier so once the special forces and earth find out more about outworld and what's going on he he kind of um upgrades he yeah he basically says to um not says to people he basically has an experiment done to make himself more powerful yeah and that's kind yeah. of highlighted in the second more combat live action film isn't it yeah in, in the second live action more combat film annihilation that he wears them as enhancements. All right, so yeah, um, Mortal Kombat 3. It was kind of like semi-3D, kind of like same the same effect with the rasterization, you know, like the sprite animation, but then there was an extra element to it which made it look a little bit more higher-end, you know, sharper, faster. 
I think so it was really I think cool. that was the first game that was really pushing the frame rates as well because mm. you know when you start to do the combos and the run things they were like sound was better sound was better yeah less spammy kind of like sweeps they would block more because you know I can get I could get away with like doing a shit ton of sweeps on the other one Shang Tsung looks better I like his design he's less Fu Manchu and more wizardy Shang Tsung looks like a weird cosplay he looks very odd in this game he had the thing is he's got that long hair and he's got that kind of shadowed looking kind of eye like what's up with his funny posture he's got that kind of like evil wizard look yeah yeah like he's strange looking in, in Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3. The the, the ninja the ladies look better. Sector yeah. Cyrax look better. You know, Kitana, like Jade, they look wicked. She got that Nina kind of diamond good. diamond cut, you know, with her with her top, everything, you know, like they look more ninja y and tougher. You know, the girls look more powerful. Yeah. Um yeah, just really cool. You know, they're they're good characters. Some of the stage designs were really good in Mortal Kombat Three, mm. like the 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 hell pits and stuff and the mm. kind of like woody kind of stages mm. and the whole atmosphere was really nice and then you kind of got what was like an amalgam game i'd call it in it mm. like how, how much would you rate? bloodstorm that was the name of the game that oh, that uh, okay. that daniel Pasina and stuff were promoting and then right, they got right, fired because right, of right. it you know basically they they kind of not messed up but i would say that they should have thought about that a bit you know, uh, before, but they weren't involved in the production of Mortal Kombat 3, which is why a lot of characters look different. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Mm. But do you remember, like, how we got Trilogy, Mortal Kombat Trilogy, after Mortal Kombat 3? Yeah, I mean, like, basically it was like a port, so you could play, like, the first, second, and third game, but they were more arcade accurate, so they, they were, like, on the Saturn, the PlayStation. Yeah. You, know, you could play those and stuff, you know, um... Yeah, it's just I thought it was a really great game. Let's rate this, man. Okay, Let's rate Mortal Kombat 3. I would rate Mortal Kombat 3 because of its like kind of like shift in tone and speed and graphics to like a 4 as well. Mm-hmm. I'd give it a 3.5 only because I was a little tired, you know, like not not super tired, like actually no, I'll give it a 4 because I still love it. Don't get me wrong. But for some reason, I like two more. I don't know why. Like, yeah. you know, I play two more than I play three. Even though three's got the bigger roster, it's a strange thing with me. Like, three just feels like, you know, um, I don't know, I'm a little tired of it. But that's just a strange feeling that I get from it. There's nothing actually inherently wrong with the game. It's still a wicked game. But it's my least played Mortal Kombat game, if you kind of get what I mean. Yeah. You know? I, no, actually, that's not true because Special Forces is a game I hardly played. <laughs> you know, like, like or mythologies. Like yeah, I hardly yeah, ever played mythologies. Yeah, Even true. though I like the storyline of mythologies, but just it's a weird game. Absolutely. You know, like uh, all right. So let's move on. Oh, and then we went into a total shift now. Mm-hmm. Weird. Where are we on? Yeah, mythologies. Okay, we can so talk we're talking about mythologies. mythologies. Yeah. All right, so mythologies is <laughs> this very briefly uh, story-based kind of storyline where the first Sub-Zero goes to steal Shinnok's amulet, and then he realizes that he made a mistake, like stealing it, and has to go back <laughs> and get it or something. Like he steals it for Shinnok. Then Raiden's like, "Why did you take it away from my place? Could you go back and get it?" And then he goes back and gets it. So, so there's like, um, so so it's like a really interesting so story. this game was developed for the playstation one mm. and the nintendo mm. 64 so now we're kind of hopping into next gen gaming consoles mm. mm-hmm. uh so we're going away from the 16-bit era of video games and the, the retro era 
and we're getting this kind of new style. But even though it was a new style, the game was still very flat. Yeah, it was. It, it was, was still that two point five retro. People criticized that because they thought being a PlayStation game, they should have moved into the three D realm. Yeah. But I think it was a conscious decision from like um, Ed Boon to like do what he wanted to do with the story because it was a prequel. So he wanted it to have that you know that kind of retro feel to it. And another thing that's really interesting though, yeah, is you've got um, you know. Quan Chi, now if I remember correctly in the plot, yeah, Quan Chi tells him to go get some kind of treasure map from the Shaolin place and then so it turns is this, into... is this the first time you see Quan Chi before his introduction? Yeah, this is Quan Chi's canon introduction. Oh, So cool. the other great thing about that is it has FMV stories with actors. Yeah, so it had, live, so that, live action. Yeah, live action, so that was kind of cool too. But this is also, you're like going back to 3 because I've kind of jumped the gun, more combat, the movie came out. That's right. You know, yeah. and that Paul Anderson movie, I still love it to this day. Absolutely. Like, a lot of people Whoa, may not think it's back. an amazing film, but that soundtrack made by KDFM, um, Robin Shu, uh, you got Linda Nashby, you got, um, you know, Bridget Wilson. Bridget Wilson, you've got, like, Lambert. it's just Christopher Lambert's wicked as Raiden, even though he doesn't fight. Yeah. And Kariyuki Takawa as, um, you know, uh, a Shang Song. That film is legendary. To this day, I will still love the first movie so much. You know, like, I even fondly look at Annihilation and just kind of, like, take the piss out of it. <laughs> but also, just watch it sometimes. I, I tell you, like, Sandra Hess, um, you know, like, was a great addition as Sonya Blade. Uh, there was the Wicked Cyrax fight, you know, that some James Wicked Raymar. bits. James Raymar. Brian great, just, James Raymar. Brian Thompson. James Raymar and Brian Thompson are great actors, yeah. But they're just they're terrible. Awful. They're just terrible matches for, like, <laughs> Raiden and Shao Kahn, respectively. I thought that that film really, really fell flat um, on on its feet, man. That film could have been a lot better, man. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like, I mean, uh, uh, yeah. thing is, is that the Mortal Kombat franchise was huge at this point. Yeah. So let's so talk what, about what, first Mortal Kombat. Yeah, so what they ended up doing is that I think Warner Brothers and New Line got hold of the rights for the film or yeah, bought so, the rights. Yeah, yeah. So New Line, they, I was part of some kind of absorption. So I think Midway's assets got absorbed probably by New Line and Warner Brothers. Like Warner Brothers actually own New Line. Right. You know? so, so New Line was like a subsidiary of them. So um, And they wanted to make a live action yeah. adaptation yeah. movie. But they did everything right. Combat. They shot it in LA, then they shot it in Thailand, you know, like everything that the flow, the start bit with Sonya and Jax, they made Sonya and Jax look wicked. You know that, that bit when they're going in that spiky area and they the go underground to that underground rave. and because that's when that's when like, you know, people like Rob Zombie, KDMF, this industrial metal kind of like electronic metal that's kind of right. sound industrial they call it or whatever yeah. i don't know what, it, what what exactly the genre is called but that's when i first heard like people like rob zombie and kdmf and i fell in love with their music and that, that kind of sound where it's like hard but like a wicked kind of techno and rock riffs and stuff but there's a wicked song that's going on in the background when sonya and stuff are coming for kano and shang song and him are having like tea or something i don't know what the hell they're doing they're like you know playing backgammon or something in the club and then basically he pulls a knife on him and he says look kano i'm gonna let take your eye out yeah it's, it's, that bit's it's sick. such a lovely cinematography they got film. those wicked benelli shotguns we'll with those torches built into the yeah, barrel we'll stuff. definitely go into more depth in uh, in our own separate podcast of that film because it deserves its own separate podcast of yeah. the film but one thing i will say is how funny we have seen the film 
throughout the years from our first viewing of the film up until current day. When we first saw the film, the VHS was horrible it looking. Was horrid. It was so dark. Horrid. We had that Baird TV, which I sometimes talk about with people. Baird were like an amazing TV company yeah, right. back in the day. They were like the OG TV makers, like Sony and Baird, and like they were like the top guys. So my uncle, because he used to do Hi-Fi TV repair, he had this Baird TV, but the tube of the Baird TV had so much use that by the time we were playing like um, these kind of movies on it, the tube was just so, so mucky dull. looking yeah. that all the, the shadow detail and contrast was gone. So I just couldn't see anything really. It was just all dark. It wasn't until I got this new Hitachi TV, you know, after that the CRT. film, yeah, a CRT, that the film got a lot better. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, and yeah, we've seen it in so many versions. There was so even that done... weird kind of CGI tie-in in it. That yeah, weird, the legend could begins or something. The legend is... begins was the CG, really like an animation kind of tie-in. Yeah, and then you had Defenders of the Realm. Yeah, uh, which Defenders was a better, out, better yeah. animation, but it was 2D. Defenders of the Realm was style. actually quite cool. I kind of like that film. Those were the two tie-ins that were somewhat either canonical or mm. not. I'm not sure. I don't think Defenders of the Realm is canonical. You could say that that's a different timeline. Or that's know? more related to Ultimate 3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. More so, Ultimate 3. Yeah, like, because um, obviously the movie's also in a different timeline. Yeah. Annihilation, I would treat as a different timeline too. So it's like a branch timeline. So, but the thing is, the thing that's shit about that is that they had that wicked actor from Karate Kid Returns, you know, and they made him look like Johnny Cage. So Lyndon Ashby's not back as Johnny. That's and right. And he does a bent ass shadow kick and then yeah. he gets his neck broken, ah. which is so goofy, <laughs> you know? No, Johnny! And then we never saw the, we never saw the uncut version where his neck goes that way, then his neck goes that way, then his neck goes backwards. Yeah, 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 He gets his neck, he gets his neck broke no, like three times. Even, so in, even in the first Mortal Kombat, it's yeah. poorly cut on the VHS. Yeah, the VHS this is cut. This stuff cut out so badly. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, what yeah, I was yeah, talking yeah. about, the different formats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that we've seen the film in so many formats that we keep seeing something new every time it's very we see true. the film again. It's very true. Like, on the VHS, we couldn't see stuff Detail. in the reptile yeah. Liu Kang fight because it was so bloody dark. Mm. A lot of the scenes are shot in dark lighting and mm. dark cinematography mm. to mm. capture the mood of Mortal Kombat. Great volumetric lighting. It's got really the, good the stuff. The island, the boats... The grandeur of uh, Shang Tsung's island, we couldn't see that on the VHS. Mystical. Mystical, yeah. Like fantasy, exactly. fantasy, fantasy martial art. Yeah. It's much better. It's even better than the new one. Like, I'll talk about the new one in the next podcast because I just saw the trailer and I have to say I'm not happy with what I'm seeing. Yeah. You know, I, I think that, they, that they, they, they really, like, botched it. Yeah. So, we've seen it on VHS. We've seen it on Laserdisc. We've seen it on DVD. Laserdisc, it was a bit uncut. It was, it was a, bit a bit uncut. So we saw it on DVD and then uh, like a high D- def DVD, DVD was... or something. No, no, we definitely went straight to Blu-ray after that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there were TV cuts as well. Yeah, but... TV. Well, yeah. yeah, crappy TV cuts. Yeah. TV edits. So yeah. Yeah. yeah so... But the Blu-ray is proper uncut. Yeah, really the looks Blu-ray good. The, the color, the palette's good. The transfer's very strong. Quality transfer of the film. Yeah, it really. And it good. makes the film look really good for its age. Mm. It being a 1995 film, and it's almost borderlining on like 30 years old now. Mm. The film still looks amazing for its age. Yeah, I think Paul Anderson we'll, did a good job in that did, film. He did man. a good job, and then when shit and shit I, fest. I, I, I honestly believe though that you know, like after that year, when people started throwing stuff at him. 
he's kind of lost his way as a filmmaker with like you know the Resident Evils and stuff. They're a bit crazy. Well, he's doing the new uh, Monster, Monster Hunter, Hunter, but I haven't seen it yet. So we'll see yeah. if that's any good. Apparently, got a little bit of controversy for some kind of like there was a bit like there was some kind of something in the script that came off as racist. Okay. People got kind of upset about okay, it, which we'll is very see. interesting. But I want to see Tony Jaa and the Hovavich work together because she's a very good actress. So let's go back to mythologies. Yeah, mytholo- <laughs> mythologies, man. I I like the idea of mythologies, but the execution and gameplay and stuff, I'm not I never really got into it. I hardly play it. It's one of my least played games. Like, but obviously Quan Chi got introduced and Quan Chi's yeah. a good character. So that leads us on nicely to the first 3D version. Mm, Mortal Kombat 4. Yeah. So now what had happened was there was a bit of a gap with Mortal Kombat and we hadn't touched Mortal Kombat for a bit. We kind of we thought the franchise was kind of had gone quiet. And then Mortal Kombat 4 comes. I think I think we were like buzzing over the film and then it, it went very quiet in the gaming side. Yeah. Yeah. It was almost like when Mortal Kombat 4 came out, yeah, it was like a quiet release. I didn't yeah. even I wasn't really anticipating anything about it, but it was the first 3D um, because remember there was the like the Midway one and the Eurocom version. Mm. There was like a software house called Eurocom. Eurocom. They made Worlds Not Enough. And they did the port for I think the one we had on the N64. The one that we played a lot? Yeah. We we played it on the N64. We didn't play Definitely. it on anything else. Definitely. Because by that time we had the N64 and it was in its heyday. And I remember playing as Johnny Cage with his James Bond kind of kit and his laser gun. That was fun. Lou had a sword. Everyone had swords. Like yeah, you could have weapons had and weapons stuff. In they this had like game. one weapon, which was. Cool. I think this was the introduction of the weapon system. Yeah, Shinnok's the main villain in this one. Yeah, so this was the yeah. introduction of Shinnok, which was wicked. Who's the big bad now? Yeah. There's no Shao Kahn. There's no Shang Tsung yeah. in this game. And their battle was so epic when and Raiden was young. That when they... you look at the character select screen, it's like totally weird. It's like uh. a totally different feel and aesthetic. Mm. In terms of the game, because uh, reptiles look is weird. Characters like reptile, you've reptile got Reiko, you've got Reiko. I don't like. I don't like any of those Jax, characters. You got Sonya, and this game is so fucking funny in terms of the endings. Now, this is the first game because it being three D introduced endings. Yeah, branch endings, isn't it? Branch endings yeah. and tiered endings. So, and someone, some of them they or die. Alternate like, endings. Like Jade's, Jade's ending, she, he goes. Liu Kang tries to kick Shinnok and he blows up. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. You know? It's so oh, I forgot to say that. You know Sub-Zero is Sub-Zero 2 in Mortal Kombat 3 and I loved Sub-Zero 2. Oh, Sub-Zero yeah, 2, Kai Lung. Kai Lung I like more than Bihan. Yeah. Yeah, Kai Lung's my, my, Kai Lung's my Sub-Zero. The OG Scar Sub-Zero. Yeah. Because he had Ice Shower and Ice Clone and yeah, stuff. Yeah, he had and then you could, And in this game, he had his retro kit. He started wearing his mask kit again. And that's four. right, that's right. Sonya's got her hat. So she's got more of a commander look. Johnny Cage got Special resurrected. Now, who did Johnny Cage talk to, to to get resurrected? He talked to Raiden, right? Raiden brought him back from the dead or something somehow. I believe so, yeah. yeah to, like, fight the dudes again. Jarek, uh, uh, Reiko, they're lame. Fujin's cool. Scorpion's got starting to get his skull motif with his yeah. mask, which was like an evolution of his Wraith character. So Scorpion's always been a cool Wraith ninja. Um, he's a great character. Um, I think he's overused yeah. in the franchise. Like they, they kind of make it like, oh, he's the best. He's the best character, but he's not really the best character. He is a Cool character. character, yeah, he's cool. But he's overused. Jax looks leaner, 
So they've kind of matched his look with like three, because then three is quite lean. The, the thing is, is that the arcade version of Mortal Kombat Four is very decent looking for its time. Who's the other guy? The guy in the top corner. Reiko. No, no, no. Um, Jarek or whatever. What's Jarek, that? Jarek. Yeah, Jarek. Who is that dude? Jarek was like a black dragon. Oh, Kai. Member. I'm talking about Kai. There's another Shaolin monk dude in the game that I no one ever talks Kai. about. He's such a forgettable character. He's like in the corner. What the hell? He's like, like some so dude in the corner. He, he's like some... I don't know. I think he's like some black dude or something. I just can't even remember I, the dude. I remember Meat. Meat was the hidden character. Meat was a game. hidden character. Yeah, the, you know the flesh, uh, gory... He's the dude that they all experiment yeah, on. Yeah, experiment on. Oh, man. That's and just Reiko. nasty, man. Reiko. Tanya. Tanya yeah. was the first one. Yeah. First time introduction of Tanya. Tanya, the Dinian. I don't really like her. She's quite duplicitous. Yeah. Yeah. And Goro was in it as well. This was the return of Goro, mm, mm. I think, in this game. Mm. Because you had... We forgot to talk about Montaro, bruv. Mr. Horsey. Oh, yeah, yeah. So Montaro was the villain in 3. Yes. Yeah, he's the one who killed Johnny So Cage, there's a recurring apparently. element in Mortal Kombat franchise of, like, sub-bosses. Who's the sub-boss so in this the game? So the sub-boss is Goro in the first game. Goro returns in 4. Then it's Kintaro. Yeah. Then it's Montaro. Yeah. And then you got Goro again. Yeah, he returns as a sub-boss. Yeah, because one. he was on the artwork, remember? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Which is strange. But the one cool thing about Goro is that he teamed up with Katana in the main timeline to create the kind of Adenian forces who were trying to liberate Outworld. So they were like a team-up. And I kind of like that. That's kind of what I want to do in Adenia. I want to have like a younger Katana. I want to have like um, a younger Sindel... I want to have basically, you know, like talk more about the brothers and the kind of blood feud that the the Shokan have with the, you know, like the Baraka race and what the hell is Baraka's race called? Tarkatans. yeah. So the Tartakins or Tartakatans or whatever they're called, yeah. Their their fight and that whole, um, you know, that whole backstory. I want to do that. And then obviously you get to see like cameos from like a younger, that cowboy dude and stuff. Who oh, are new Aaron, characters. Aaron Black. Yeah, Aaron Black. And so Aaron Black are like good new additions to the franchise and stuff. So, so Adenia, Adenia would be a wicked series. If I do get to make Adenia, um, I think it would be a very, very nice fertile area to, to talk about stuff because you can, you can see the actual elder gods of, of the you know the gods of the other outworld yeah you know like because you don't you don't get to see them you know and like all that kind of stuff absolutely yeah yeah so it's just really cool uh okay so four four's gameplay it's a bit funny isn't it? it's it's so okay. slow isn't it, i mean they they run around on a 3d stage now because yeah. they've got a horizon what, thing that's they, ripped they, off from fatal fury horizon element that's from yeah. fatal fury in it because yeah, fury but had no that. but you can also move the camera a little bit which is a bit it, weird isn't it on the like, x and y axis took a while to get used and to it was a very it was a hard to game play. to play as well yeah. on the on the n64 because of the c buttons and stuff that's right it was yeah. hard i found very it a bit hard, difficult yeah. to play but then once i got used to it it was all right i um, also felt that it was yeah. a bit slower it is slower it's slow even though they've tried to maintain the frame rate from mm. a technical standpoint mm. uh the game didn't have that fluidity like the 2d games had mm. the 2d games just was the smoothest like, it was like silkiest. it was like in playstation they were trying to get into 3d because you had street Fighter ex which is that sub franchise with street fire and that, right. that was also a little slow too um you know it didn't they don't fully 
those games didn't fully translate well to 3D until later. Yeah. You know, until until Mortal Kombat 9 with the 2.5D. The game, the games work in a well, 2.5D. Even like, like, you know, when you got to the point of Deception and Deadly Alliance, yeah. they were still toying with 3D and how they could push Yeah, the but they were alright. Like, Deception, out of that trilogy of games, if I do Deadly Alliance, Deception, and Armageddon as its own separate trilogy, like what I call the Fatality Trilogy, basically, um that one with shinjuku and stuff right it's just <laughs> the the gameplay is all right you know like uh, uh deception is the best out of all of them yeah when it, when it comes to flow um i never played armageddon too much it's not too different from deception it has a much larger roster um but it just came out way too late and i had kind of gotten franchise fatigue a bit by then you know with the with the franchise let's rate four yeah do you remember uh, i will rate four in a second but do you remember Mortal Kombat gold on the n64 Mm, mm. Uh, that added like it had like it was like know, an ultimate version of it it was on the Dreamcast as well yeah because it added like Cyrax Katana Melina Sector mm, mm. in 3D form for the first time mm, and mm. added extra characters it was kind of like patching the game kind of like DLC before there was DLC absolutely you bought, yeah bought your own game in it like I think stuff. I would rate Mortal Kombat 4 as a kind of two and a half Two and a half? Yeah, only because I don't think it's the music isn't that good in that game, mm. and the gameplay is very slow. Mm. Uh, I would maybe give it a half point just for the hilarious endings because yeah, like yeah, all yeah, the endings have been the mean, are mean funny. to hell. Yeah, and if you watch every single ending, especially yeah. that one with uh, I think it's with Jax or Sonia and Jarek. Which is the one um, where they throw him off the roof or something? They throw him off the cliff or off something, cliff. and he makes a funny noise like I'm lovely. Yeah, something like that, right? <laughs> they always made me laugh when we played that game. It was such the funniest uh, cutscene ever. Like, I don't know what the developers were thinking, but that game is just iconic for that but reason. But Mortal Kombat is funny like that sometimes. Yeah, with all the kind of, like, fighting sound. Like, it's like, everybody shouting down a mic. and Shoot it It's Dan Forden and his friends just shouting down a mic and making funny noises. I mean, it's, like game. some of the some of the funniest bits, right? Are like you know, even in like Deception the, the Alliance, you know, when they change Ugh. their stances or they get hit, they go Ugh, and yeah, like Ugh. Ugh. yeah, it's like they're puking all the time. <laughs> so and the sounds like when they get hit, man. Absolutely. Like uh, right now, uh, now I gave it three, in. right? I gave it yeah. three shields. So there were other spin-offs like Shaolin Martins. Uh, the right. Shaolin monks come out after that, that came out later, much, right? Yeah. That wasn't that bad. That the idea of that was cool. It's a good idea. But um, I mean, the, Shaolin monks was good. No, Special no. forces was crap. Sha- so Special is, forces gets gets a zero Sha- star because they're just well lame. Deception and Spe- Special forces could have been a lot better if it wasn't for that <sighs> shitty top down view. You know, the storyline of the Special forces that needs a reboot. If yeah. I if I could get a little bit of funding from WB, what I'd do is I turn that into a series as well. So yeah. you have Adenia and then you have Special forces. And Special Forces is its own series about Special Forces trained by Sonya and Cassie's in it. And you go to, um, they just go into Outworld and do missions. Alright, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, let's move on to this, what I call the Fatality Trilogy. Yeah. Where um, basically um, they pretty much just start killing characters off and like messing the franchise up. I, know. I, I think it like was a giant first... misstep. Like, you know, um, first of all, the three. 3D... This is where Midway went, Ooh. I don't know, man. First of all, the engine is crap. Like, whatever yeah. this in-house development engine is for the characters, 
So in they look two, weird. So in two thousand and two, like the new era of video games, we started to see more and more video games becoming three D. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. this is the PlayStation era, PlayStation Two era. We're talking about now. The whatever Midway did with the investment of their engine or their focus on what they wanted to do with like making more combat, it it felt like they had overtapped the well. There was like Conquest, there was Annihilation had flopped, Conquest didn't do so well. Um, but you know, like uh, the original Mortal Kombat movie, they were trying to make a new one called Devastation. That's they right. They kept yeah. trying to make that movie, and I was waiting for that, that movie that for was ages. Like in production hell, yeah, forever. And then they were gonna like bring back. Lyndon Ashby they were going to bring back people and it was just a mess and by the time that they, they were over with they were having a franchise kind of like a rights war like a movie rights war or just everyone was all suing each other and going look you know let's get this shit done and people were like nah you know give us money well I don't know what was going on midway we're in a flux too like game sales had been right. whack this there's a lot of history that I don't want to touch on because frankly it's long yeah <laughs> I want to talk about basically like so Deadly Alliance yeah they killed Luke Kang so that was shit so yeah. straight away, I hated the 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 game. I was like, okay, they killed Liu Kang. So did, did, I have no investment people, in the franchise. For people that don't know, Deadly Alliance is the first game uh, where they start to shift more towards villains. So mm-hmm. Deadly Alliance uh, revolves around the alliance Quan-Chi of and Quan Chi and Shang Tsung. Yeah. And how they're trying to raise that army to be Outworld. And, yeah. Shao, uh, they killed Shao Kahn, but they've actually killed the doppelganger. Right. So they killed Liu Kang and they've killed Shao Kahn. So that that was supposed to be that was intentional by Ed Boon. Like John Tobias obviously had stepped away by that time yeah. from the franchise. So a lot of things are good. Like so, like Night Wolf, Raiden, their designs are better. You know, like the elements are good. They have three different fighting styles. So you have the weapon style and the two different martial arts styles that they have. But do they have? Three different martial arts styles, and they had their weapon integrated into it. So, but it's still a slow game. I tell you, man, trying to play this game is still. Is it's, this is this the first quick. game uh, that introduced like different like Shotokan and Kung Po or something? Yeah, like yeah. That. Everyone's supposed to have a different Everybody kind of martial a, art. Like, different so like they took, Yeah, they took time to name the different martial arts correctly and emulate the styles to give it yeah. kind of like more of a kind of martial art feel but without Liu Kang I don't give a fuck <laughs> you know, to be honest without Liu Kang being in the game it's staying more combat yeah. you know like killing Liu Kang off it's almost like you're nerfing the main character because everyone was saying oh fuck this guy he's like too strong and stuff but I'm like Liu Kang's the OG monk man you know he's the Absolutely. G he's the whole point more combat is what it is and this this was like the first game that came out on the GameCube the Xbox the mm. first Xbox uh, I don't remember it being I, on the GameCube. We were, I remember playing Deadly Alliance on the PlayStation. Like I rented it? it from Blockbuster because like by that no, time... No, there was a GameCube port. GameCube? I don't remember playing it on GameCube. No, we didn't play on the GameCube, but there was a port of it. Mm. I remember playing Deception on the game. Like Deception was on the PlayStation 2. Yeah. This was the Deadly, Deadly Alliance was a PlayStation game, wasn't it? Yeah, PlayStation Xbox. The first PlayStation, not PlayStation 2, no, right? No, PlayStation 2, not first PlayStation. Bro. Oh, okay, so Deadly Alliance is a PlayStation 2 game. Yeah, so next mm. gen, what, what was next gen at that mm, time? Mm. That's why it was so shit, because you know why? Because we started to get games like Dead or Alive. Yeah, Tekken, which were much better. Uh, Virtual Fire. Tekken, DOA, these are faster, better Those games. Were better That's why Mortal Kombat games. was like rusty and compared to that. And this is the point, this is the main contention with Mortal Kombat and why it started to... Uh, 
uh, lag behind is that you had these amazing 3D fighting games with better engines, with better speed. engines, better uh, move sets, better fighting styles, better stories. DOA was just whooping everything in speed. Absolutely, Tekken was Tekken was fun. Tekken, Tekken had its own great, style, yeah. but Mortal Kombat seemed to have kind of been left behind. Like even Street Fighter was faster. Yeah, Street Fighter Three I mean, came out. Even at this point, you already had like four or five Tekken versions by the time Deadly Alliance had come out. Yeah, like Tekken Tag Tournament was legendary. Yeah, still one of so, the best Tekken games ever. The unfortunate thing with Midway and the developers was is that they were kind of out of touch with. What I don't know what direction they were games. going in. Like everyone on that team, man, should have just been fired, man, for the decisions that they were making. I don't know what they were, what Ed was trying to. I think Ed was trying to hold it together. Yeah. You know, I'm not sure how much, like, how much of uh, like, um, the floppiness of this, this, the Fatality franchise is on Ed's shoulders. Because I still think he was trying to innovate. Because he made Ashra, he made like the Chaos Realm. He started like expanding the 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 outer and this, areas. This, this, this was the first time we got a new big bad, didn't it? Yeah, the, the first year dude. Shang Tsung, then you had the Dragon King Onaga. So he's supposed to be the original leader, like, think he was a servant or something, Shao Kahn, before he upset him, like, poisoned him or something. That's in Deception. But so, no, who was the big bad in Deadly Alliance? I thought it was just Shao Kahn and Quan Chi, wasn't it? I thought it was that fire dude. No, no, the fire dude's in Armageddon. Blaze. Yeah. Blaze is like a failsafe in Armageddon that was created by the... Um, oh, okay. maybe, no, sorry, maybe he's a secret character in Deadly Alliance. Maybe I, I honestly don't remember, bro. To be honest, like Deadly Alliance is like a really forgettable but, game. For but me. this was the first game that introduced Frost. Yeah, Frost is in it, which yeah. is kind of cool. She, she was but like she's not the same. That. She's not as good as she, she was like is a in little skinny game. looking uh, female. Yeah, like Sub-Zero. a female Sub Zero, which is I like, like who's this? I thought she was his door or something. You know, like, I wasn't really too sure <laughs> this, what this, she was. This game has such a large roster in it. Borei Cho is a good addition. I remember I the character's screen being fucking huge. It's too big. It was like, even they even had a guy who was called Mocap. Yeah, it yeah. It was like, meme to hell, that guy, Mocap. Joke character. There's some crap people like Mavado, forget him. Mitara. You got, you got like, uh, Darhimin or whatever, Drummond, you know, like, the Moloch, those idiots, Natara, useless characters, you know. This is where it was, like, overinflated. It's just too much, man. Yeah. Kung Lao's cool in this, Raiden's good in this game. Uh, what was that other thing that I wanted to say? It introduced someone that is pivotal to the franchise now, who's really cool. Kenshi. Uh, Kenshi. He introduced oh. Kenshi. So Kenshi was another one of those tortured kind of characters who was blind, but is a really wicked telekinetic who fights yeah. blind. He's still one of my favorite characters, you know, and he was really wicked in Mortal Kombat 10 and Mortal Kombat 9. Absolutely. In 9, he was a bonus character, but in 10, he got his character's backstory, got fleshed out a bit, and then he has a kid as well with the, with, what's the name of that kid? The kid in 10? Who's kind of like Scorpion. I, I call it Mortal Kombat, the new generation. Takeda. Takeda. Yeah, Takeda. So Takeda's Kenshi's son. <coughs> so he's cool with his with his lashes. You know, awesome his, yeah, very cool stuff. So uh, it's interesting that not he that he's not in Mortal Kombat Eleven. Yeah, it's a strange omission. Yeah, it's very. Him and Jin are missing. Thought. You know. So uh, we kind of like Deadly Alliance. We don't really like it. We kind of hate it. So Deadly Alliance gets two from me. I think it, like, get it a, just gets a two, two shields well, from yeah. me, and I just don't like it. Deception is better. 
Okay, so let's move on to Deception. Why is Deception better? Well, Deception I bought from WH Smith. I used to play with my Mi online. So I had the online element. So okay. that's when the PS2 was online. I used to play with him. I used to like raid on him through like the <laughs> the tower and then you would fall and carry on punching each other. So it added that kind of falling element where you could fall and fight. And Raiden was really wicked. And Raiden blew himself up. Like basically, he used all of it. He, he unleashed all of his god elemental energies to try and kill... Onaga, the Dragon King. So that start FMV was very cool. Oh, I like uh, that. I, that yeah. really kind of that for me started added a little bit of resurgence back into yeah. more combat for me. I was like, oh, more combat again. So I'm feeling it. In but the, in the opening FMV, he's fighting Quan Chi and Shang Tsung again. Shang Tsung was the amulet from Quan Chi. They both defeat Raiden. Raiden tried. He tried to fight them alone by himself, but they were too strong. They for double him. teamed him. Yeah, they double, kind of double teamed him, which I, Raiden would whoop him anyway in real life. You know, like, uh, if this was real, he'd probably teleport behind yeah. him, break Quan Chi's neck, take Quan Chi's neck and throw it at, at Shao Kahn, <laughs> you know, and then basically, you know, take Shao Kahn. He would be just, like a badass he is. He would, elect, yeah, he would, like, electrocute like, him from like behind and break his... Just, Break his skull, like he, yeah. like I do in Mortal Kombat 11. His fatality is soul boss in that game. Uh, Deception, what can I say? Shinjuku, I hate his character. So, Gu- the wait, most gullible dude. How, how do we get introduced to the Dragon King? Like Dragon we... King just kind of comes out of nowhere. He got resurrected because what happened was he was Kamidogu or whatever, that flowing spirit, and he fooled Shinjuku into bringing him back from the so grave. So is this the first game that incorporates that kind of like... Sorry, he was Damashi. The yeah, Kamidoku are the Demashi. elements that he needs to bring himself back. They are s- sacred elements that appear in some kind of form. Yeah. So in the original timeline, he had to go through the errors to find the Kamidoku to that, bring back the Dragon King. That yeah. idea, I'll have to say that that original idea had really good potential. Conquest mode was nice. The conquest mode was fun. Yeah. Because it was like kind of like fantasy-like and explore, exploration RPG adventure style. game-like. Yeah. And I liked that little element because you had a game within a game. Mm. Mm. Um, but I think the main shortcoming of Deception was, again, it was like very slow 3d fighting mm. like you would do a move he if somebody would block it the game would like start and then you would like do a kick or something and mm. nothing would connect but we played that game a lot more we got really good at it i was good with people like cobra um i hate that guy hotaru with the flags on his back yeah he was that awful. dude looks like like that if, you, if that guy tried to jump yeah with those flags <laughs> not only would he hit everything that you know he yeah. would run into how the hell does that guy get through a door and then the, the, the honestly, bro, how he does he would, get he through a door? You know, he'd hit the door and just bugger. Hey guys, I'm coming, donk, and then yeah. he'd fly four, right? So how is he gonna do like a flying kick with that giant flags on his back? Did Absolutely. they give him aerodynamic? Do you remember like Hotaru, Darius, Darius Ashra. useless, Darius was useless character. Ashra was like a female kind of like Raiden kind of character. I liked her. She was quite cool. Yeah, I liked her wind kind of look. She came from Order Realm, right? Which was a little bit more Zen-like right, yeah. or whatever, right? Not Chaos. And they were Realm. like classics, like Smoke. Havoc. There's that weirdo Havoc who kind of returns. Yeah. Nightwolf was alright in it. Nightwolf is still good. I always love Nightwolf. Night- Nightwolf. I forgot to say, Nightwolf is another one of my most favorite characters. Yeah. So Nightwolf debuted in Mortal Kombat Three. Yeah. yeah. But he his... wasn't my favorite character during that time. I thought he was good, but it wasn't until Mortal Kombat Nine. You know, and later game and these games, sorry, it is like Deception where I played with Nightwolf a lot. Yeah. Nightwolf I liked a lot. Yeah, man. because they still they still had the weapon systems, right? He's still my favorite, one of my favorite characters. You know, he's a great, you know, like awesome Native American 
badass warrior man the night wolf i just i think he should have his own franchise yeah totally. i think i could just make my own film about him just night wolf alone i think it just there's just so much rich backstory there about the different night wolves that i could actually cast some guy as night wolf some really wicked native american actor and then basically um you know do just this amazing coming of age kind of warrior film called night wolf and then only then does it become a Mortal Kombat film. If you kind of yeah. get what I mean, a bit like Batman I mean, Begins. It's kind of interesting with Deception because Deception did surprisingly well in terms of sales. It at did, the time. man. Because it flows better. Yeah, I think it kind of had a slight help in the resurgence of Mortal Kombat compared to the train wreck that was Deadly Alliance. Deadly Alliance just doesn't, doesn't kick it. I mean, obviously, Liu comes back as a zombie. You can unlock the kind of kit where he's normal, yeah, which is fine. Like bringing Lou's back, but Lou's this kind of undead zombie is just whack, man. Yeah, I don't that like, was a bit of a rubbish. I don't idea. like undead Lou with his kind of weird kind of kind of. That's hook that's thing. why I kind of love Revenant version because they're like more badass. Yeah, the Revenants are zombies. kind of like updated versions of like that zombie Lou. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, kind of like roughly rain. How would you so rate the new characters? Dragon King, Shinjuku, like. What do you think of them? I think Shinjuku's lame. I think lame. they're alright. I hate Shinjuku. Shinjuku's shit. Alright, Cho is kind of funny. Alright, Cho was in Deadly Alliance, but he still carries on in it. Yeah. He's like the outworld master who trained Liu and Kung Lao, yeah. so... He's good. Yeah, so... Um, how much would you rate uh, Deception, bro? Deception, I'd give a higher rating than, than Deadly Alliance. i give it 3.5. Okay. Some of the stage areas are good. We could throw people into like knee grinders and shit like that. Like you know. Yeah, some of some of the uh, training elements were quite fun. Mm. You know, learning the moves, learning the fatalities. Mm. They were kind there of. There were some like, nice combos. I was quite good at chaining some combos together. As a, as a game, game, it was developed a lot better. Oh, I, I forgot to say that. Like Sub Zero got his shredder look by then. Yeah. He has become like the grand master of the Lin yeah. Kuei. Yeah. So basically, by by Deadly Alliance and thing, he had gotten some kind of amulet, which is similar so to. So this is one thing I want to say is that they started to develop Sub Zero's ice hand and mistake. Yeah. Better than Scorpion. Scorpion started to become really shit looking. They did. They did some stupid stuff because like he's always the box art character. Like he tends to be like the box art guy, Scorpion. But he went off on a weird tangent where he's trying to kill Quan Chi and those two stupid demon Moloch and Drummond like like screw up his flow yeah and then basically he's like you know motherfuckers i'm gonna get you you know like and he chases them for a while yeah. which is really weird <laughs> Pointless. yeah so he gets kind of sidetracked from his revenge whereas in the new franchise his revenge is very linear and Absolutely. actually has a proper conclusion with yeah. the death of quan chi which is much yeah. better yeah. so actually he gets his revenge for like being duped all that all that time and sub-zero's arc is is that like he's trying to uncyberize the lin kuei yeah he's trying to good. like you know he like brings sarek back into the fold like they whoop sector they reprogram a lot of the lin kuei that got screwed up and then they were trying to reinstall them and like turn people to human but frost was giving him trouble like frost was like oh you're weak now you know you're making the lin kuei shit the lin kuei should still fight the shirorayu and stuff that's right so yeah. it was very it was very similar to more combat 10 storyline you know like um yeah, because yeah. 10 kind of overlaps this. Yes, it does. What yeah. happens in these ones. Yeah. So I would personally give it a kind of 3 rating, in my opinion. 3 yeah. out of 5. Yeah, I was going to say the same, like 3.5. It's like, okay. If you just want to mash around a bit and just see where Mortal Kombat was in that era, 
that's the best out of the three. Yeah. Like, people would say Armageddon's the best out of the three because it's got, like, Shao Kahn, Blaze, everyone's kind of playable in it if you play the GameCube version of it. Um, it's all right. You know, it's all right. It could be better. Um, moving on to Armageddon, pretty much everyone gets kind of wiped out in that pyramid battle. Yeah, no. You know? Armageddon is a very funny title, in my opinion. Yeah. I, thought um, the, I thought the franchise was finished. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it came... This is. Do you like Dark Raiden? Red Raiden? I, I, I don't about mind that. his aesthetic. I don't really like Red Raiden. I like Raiden when he's blue. I yeah. don't like Dark Raiden. I think Raiden's a boss. He yeah. doesn't need to be evil. <laughs> you know, Red Raiden is also in the new one. Like, he's red in, in Mortal Kombat 11. At the start. He's corrupted by Shinnok's uh, um, amulet, which is Quan Chi's amulet. There's Shinnok's amulet. You know, like basically, they just keep fighting I, for the I amulet. think what I didn't like about Armageddon is the overzealousness of characters like Quan Chi mm-hmm. and Shinnok. Mm-hmm. And the Dragon King, and it's just why the hell are there so many bad guys popping out of the woodwork all of a sudden that we didn't know about? Everybody before. wants Blaze's power, basically. Yeah, and some now kind of you've got this safe. dude who's this omnipotent deity called Blaze. Blaze is like, a, like some kind of super no weapon sense. created by um, created by the Adenian gods or something because she had some kind of premonition about. Like all the fighters getting too powerful, and then it would be the end of everything or something right, silly right, like that. Right. So the the intro is actually kind of funny for this game for Mortal Kombat Armageddon. Oh, we've got to talk about Shaolin monks. Like Shaolin monks came out at the time of Deception. That was a nice side scrolling BMO. Yeah. I'd give that four. Just yeah, to touch I'll, on I'll, it quickly. I'll just, yeah, briefly I, about I would it. like them to reboot that and make a next gen version in the Unreal Engine. So if they make Shaolin monks again, it would be really cool. It's just like a side kind of mission, kind of storyline thing. Yeah, Armageddon's roster is crazy, man. I know. They so even dropped that fires. Shredder look, though, isn't it? They yeah. they dropped the Shredder look for. He had a more conventional look. Yeah. Uh, Raiden looks quite nice. There's obviously characters. The sorceress. Like... She's sorceress called Delia. Okay. So she's basically has a vision of the future where the forces of good and evil will engage in a final battle, and it will just you know like mess up Massacre. the realm. So this elder god called Argos, who we just never see again who they need to kind of talk about more. Yeah. He creates that kind of thing with his, like, kids, because he, cause he, cause he has a kind of, like, a, a thing with this lady, and then basically he has Davon and uh, Tagon, Dagon and Taven, yeah? Now, that guy, they get they get kind of, like, frozen at the same time, but one guy unearths before, so the black dragon, you know, like, the the, the, the group that came yeah, out as a yeah, yeah. But they're made by that guy. Oh, yeah. So that's kind of so that's like retcons that you know. That's cool. Yeah, so they have their own dragon. So Dagon, you know, like they compete each other in the quest to try and get Blaze's thing. So it's really interesting, man. Very interesting stuff. They tried to add like another kind of story mode, which, which I, I think, haven't played. I think this game was kind of weird because it had like every single playable fire from all of the six main games. Mm. So they brought in so many previous characters from all the other games so deadly alliance uh deception Mortal Kombat 4 mm, Mortal Kombat 3 mm, mm. you know and i think uh this was the first that game create a fire as well this was the yeah, yeah the first game to have create a fire and a crypt no 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 create a fire i swear create a fire was in thing as well right deception, deception. maybe it was i yeah. can't remember that but but can't, there was the Crypt. I remember playing the Crypt in Deception. Yeah. Crypt was in Deception. Okay. This had that cart game. 
I used to play that Mario Kart oh, kind yeah, of game. That was fun. Combat cards I or whatever. Yeah. When you look at the main menu of Mortal Kombat Armageddon, there's so many like little mini games and features. Yeah. That I thought this was this game was like too big for itself. Mm-hmm. Like it kind of lost the element of actually making you want to fight. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is where you know. It's too many people in it's this game. It's just too much. And got too striker much. returning too, though. You got too smoke. overkill. It's an overkill game. Smoke, I it. Smoke's a separate character in this one, so he's not stuck with uh, no cyborgs. A noob Smoke is like one character in um, thing, and people were criticizing that they wanted them separate. Yeah. Smoke's got a strange look in those in that in that what I call the fatality uh, series like um, basically um, it's just he looks weird like he looks like a glass guy like yeah. he's got like some glass armor and smoke is contained inside it so he's like, yeah. he's like a whole he looks almost like he looks hollow. like he's been cybernized, cybernized yeah, as well yeah it's like a hollow smoke yeah it's like very strange very strange yeah, he had an interesting look in that yeah but Noob and him are brothers they're like buddies like from back in the day when he was Bihan yeah because he, yeah. he also... Because they like, talk about N9. Yeah, that's really nice. That's yeah. much better. Yeah. That's much better. So let's quickly just rate Armageddon, bro. Oh, Armageddon just gets another two, man. I just It's just too much. Yeah, it's overkill. You know, it's like... It, it, it's, not, it's not all that. I don't like it. Yeah. So I would rate that as a two as well in our kind of like Shields rating. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's, that, that is a very lengthy kind of history. Uh... But we got to talk about nine, though. Hell yeah. Like, you we'll, know? we'll talk about nine. So, um, all right. So let's wrap up this uh, Flawless Victory special on Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat is just a very genre-defining fighting game, yeah, that has spanned this epic and massive franchise. I would very much like to be involved in seeing new avenues and where this franchise can go. We've got the new film coming out, which I'll touch on um in the next podcast they've not done as good of a job as i was expecting them to do um i know as a rep knight we would have done a lot better there's certain elements creative kind of directions they've gone in which i don't fully agree with um adenia is a wicked franchise that i would like to make i think that's very fertile territory to like talk about goro back in the day before he's kind of like this badass big dude so having a younger goro having some you know like younger um characters and seeing uh argus and the elder gods and you know king gerard and stuff like that and sindel before she was dead would, would be much better so i could do this entire franchise kind of like a i would say kind of like a cw kind of action show like you know like arrow and you know uh it's a bit like conquest it's a bit like you know some smallville you know like that it's got that kind of the younger you know it's got the great kung lao in it but you know like it's got elements in it it's fresh so but you see basically the corruption of goro like you goro starts off as a kind of like a unsure kind of good character to an anti-hero to the kind of um, to the kind of villain that we know him as to being a hero again you kind of get what i mean so that's what i want to explore in uh, edinia um uh, special forces could be a really wicked spin-off that i could do so i could have an older Jax, an older sonya cassie cage takeda and Kung Jin and Jackie. also Jackie Briggs. So I would like to do that as a separate like Netflix or Amazon series. You know, they're just taking on remnants and, you know, like stuff. It's just, you know, like self-contained. Um, or it could be a sequel to Adenia. So set in the future. And then people could cameo in it. Yeah, that'd be sweet. So so that's really cool. 
Um, and then obviously a Nightwolf series would, or movie would oh, be amazing. Yeah, that'd be epic. Yeah, just that would be so cool. Yeah, so I want to thank you guys for like tuning into this podcast. Uh, this has been a really good special. We hope to do more kind of like ones like this because when there's like a, a massive franchise, um, I thought that it'd be nice to do like this mini kind of sort of documentary style overview of the franchise where we rate everything in one condensed form and we talk about our memories of it. We'll, we'll always have fun memories of more combat, Absolutely. no matter what iteration or generation we, we played it on from the first one to the, to the current one. Uh, it's always been a staple fighting game in our in in our kind of roster of games that we play. We love fighting games, me and Z, and um, you know, like we just love playing them. They're really yeah. good. I I just want to say that I love Mortal Kombat for how it's brought a, a a lot of Asian culture, the design, the aesthetic, the fantasy elements, the storytelling elements are all amazing in Mortal Kombat games. And I I kind of love Mortal Kombat deeply enough to say that like it's one of the best fighting games that you can play today. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really had a good impact on both of us. Uh, here's you know, more, creatively. Here's a, here's a killer question for you: Is Mortal Kombat better than Street Fighter? Ooh, I don't know yet. To to be honest, yeah, for me, yeah. They're both different in their own way, so I could never compare them as in, like, more Kombat's better than Street Fighter. It's like, um, it's not really a Coke and Pepsi thing. It's more like, um, this is a wicked cheesecake, and this is a wicked kind of, like, ice cream. Absolutely. They're, they're yeah. kind of different enough They're different me. flavors. Yeah, like, they're just wicked. They're both yeah. wicked. It's One like, thing I will say is we've still kind of been robbed of having a Mortal Kombat versus Street Fighter, but I don't think that that will ever happen now. They did talk about it many times. Like, you know, Ed has talked to Capcom about it and they've tried to do stuff. But the problem is, is that um, Street Fighter now with its new Unreal Engine look, yeah, with that kind of cartoony effect. Yeah. It won't translate fully. It did with Tekken because yeah. that worked. Like, I thought Street Fighter X Tekken was wicked. I'm not sure about... Tekken X Street Fighter, yeah, which is the, a 3D version, a because game. they've kind of cancelled that like a bit. They they're not really toying around with it, but the Street Fighter X Tekken was quite fun. It was cool, yeah. Yeah, I was cool hoping game. for a sequel to that game, but um, the the Mortal Kombat violence it, it didn't cross over as well because we forgot to talk about Mortal Kombat versus DC. That's yeah. how forgettable that game is. Yeah. But that, but but that's when you start having that rebooted kind of look with the characters. You know, like Raiden has this look that he would have in Nine. You yeah. know, Scorpion and everyone have their looks that they have in Mortal Kombat Nine. But it lacks the fatalities. Like yeah. you know, like the Justice League it's, do it's do kind of brutalities yeah. or something. They do like beatdowns and stuff. Yeah. It doesn't work. I try. I I was work. hyped about the idea of like Batman facing off against Sub Zero, but this is when. WB acquired it, so that game gets to, a two. To be honest, that it, game gets a two from me. Yeah, I'd give that a two too. Yeah, uh, no pun intended. But uh, I think the series got better when NetherRealm took on Injustice, and you had Injustice one and two. That's when they refined yeah, Injustice is a good evolution of, of that, that yeah. uh, uh, fighting games for the DC yeah, characters. Yeah, so that's a nice thing that Ed's doing. Like what what NetherRealm are doing with WB <sighs> is they've spun off the whole DC stuff and made it dark which is fun I like the evil Superman Injustice I reality. love the stories in 1 and 2 Injustice yeah, they're, they're very great. good we'll talk about Injustice in a separate pod and then I like the way more combat went so they've all gone they've all gone in their own separate direction ways, yeah. so that's fine I don't I don't really see a need for them to team yeah. up 
So it was yeah. awesome. Thank you for like listening to this awesome podcast where we talk about our love for Mortal Kombat. Mm. Yeah, um, you know, for us it's great, and I hope that I do get to to make the sequel to this weird film that they've just released that they're just releasing, or I get to do some of the ideas I have about Mortal Kombat because of the Rep Knights making a Mortal Kombat film. Guarantee you, it will be a very epic film. With no arrogance, with lots of humility and like determination, that I would really do my my best to make that that franchise rock, man. It's like you know, I love Mortal Kombat. I would treat that with a lot of respect. All right, guys. So um, this wraps up our um, flawless victory special on the sort of like our history with Mortal Kombat. Uh, this has been your host Ray Jandua, and I was joined by Z, my fellow Rep Knight. And we want to thank you for joining us on this podcast, for listening, subscribing, and sharing. Please spread the word about Thor. We're growing the podcast. We love it. We're going to keep going for a long time. It's just a great way for us, Rep Knights, to talk about the franchises and um, you know brands and things and tech that we love, films, games, and uh, you know tech that you know we enjoy getting our hands on. And also, you know, we're filmmakers ourselves and creatives, so we love also creating stuff. So stay tuned. Um, you know, keep supporting Thor, aka the House of Rep. Thanks again, guys. See you on the next one. Outstanding.